Today is episode 73. Why no guest? No, why no guest today? Because we're going to talk about the listing strategy that we utilize to ultimately call the solution. Right. We call this the solution, right? So what it is is putting the consumer first and how it all – because we're going to tell them – uh, we're gonna give them the backstory. The, this is it. This is what we started wow. to do. What year was it? Twenty eleven. Welcome to the Solution, a real estate podcast hosted by Jeff Seabot and Phil Sexton. It's time to put the consumer first in real estate. Our podcast offers state-of-the-art internet tactics and lead conversion methods. We teach you how to become a better realtor and a more valued resource that your sphere will want to use. Hey! Welcome Phil. to The Solution. Good deal. This is a real estate podcast where we talk about the fact that it is time to put the consumer first and all of the hoopla podcasts, real estate stuff out there. You can go listen to other coaches about how to build business and how to improve customer experience, but here we talk about what we got to do to put the consumer first so that we stay in the business, profitable in the business, relevant, and today is and actually- make happy clients. Make happy clients, but in um, 2012, was the, begin- was, the, was the introduction of, um, finally after the emergence beyond the abyss, which was uh, 2008 to 2011, mm-hmm. right? Like, like the market was ready for it, because like I felt it before, but the market wasn't ready for it because people were just- um, yeah, I, I got, I got, I have, I have audio today. Oh, oh, keep it up. Oh, cause there's a warning. Warning. Oh, oh warning. Okay. Today is a, the, probably the best listing strategy that you could learn to, I mean, it's grown our business by 1700% over the last six years because of, the reason why there's a warning is because it's if you're new, we, we we don't want you to do it yet. This is kind of tied to the pimp my listing class. Well, I mean, the classes that we offer, there's this is a huge integrated strategy that crosses many of them. Pimp my listings is kind of the demonstrates um, the power, the effect, the uh, um, the you know it lays out all of the reasons why you should do it and how it's gonna you know, quadruple your business. But I mean, other than that, then if you weren't interested in stuff like that, then maybe you wouldn't go to the pit mine listing class. <laughs> okay. So it kind of relates to that class. Right? Yes. No, yeah, there's, uh, I mean, absolutely. No, no doubt about it. So, so let's get into it. What, what is it? Tell me some more. you got me. You got me now, Jeff. Okay. The hook. I don't know, but we didn't finish the warning. The warning is, oh, is that more, more if you effects. have sold less than I think 50 to 200 houses, then, I mean, no matter what, you should run this strategy by your broker, right? Like, I mean, this is a strat- strategies that Any strategy yes. we discuss in here should be, but, but this one particularly because there's um, some recommendations that you're going to make that require your uh, increased professionalism, your increased expertise before you can recommend. I mean, because the goal of us of our industry is to serve our clients in my opinion. But to me, you have to have a level of expertise and I think it's a level of being in houses, honestly. I mean, you know, I was, I had already been in about 12,000 houses before I start recommending it. So if you're going to, if you haven't been in 12,000 houses yet, you know, I'm, so we're, I mean, like, I don't want to give it away, but we're going to talk about the, some of the, 
hurdles and things that we have to overcome in. We're going to talk about the objections that happen in the strategy, but first I want to talk about What's the strategy. I want to talk about why the strategy was developed. What's where the that's what they're asking. Oh, it's uh right. The stra- is that what you're asking? Yeah. Okay. Well, the, <laughs> the strategy is is helping consumers get top dollar for their house by helping them upgrade the home. Right. Right. Yes. Okay. So that I mean that's encasing in the whole idea of what we're going to be talking about today. Okay. So why? So you know. I was a decent agent up until 2011. Like I became an agent in 2003 and I basically sold, excluding the first year, between 25 and 33 houses a year for about eight years. So I was in the, you know, I had sold at the time around two or 300 houses, um, but I had spent a lot, you know, each year I was going in about a thousand houses a year. In 2008, I was in over 2000 houses. But what we started to realize was there was a change. I mean, what it all came down to is I started to do more listings and the goal was going out to do more listings. And when I was in the listings and I was talking to Phil consumers, the, the consumer, the homeowner, the seller. Yes. yes. And when I went to the seller, they wanted usually two, two things. Do I get to guess? Yeah. Top dollar. Every single time. Okay, so I asked, more money. I asked they wanted they, more, more money. money. They wanted more money. Every time I went we, in there is they said, Jeff, we want this number. Okay. Now, I usually pulled comps before I went in there. I had previewed houses before I went in there. So I had a general idea. And after I looked at the house, they always said that they wanted more. Right. 10% roughly, rule of thumb. 10% rule of thumb, right? We pretty so much – actually, what it is is just thing that they to help them understand – the owner thinks the house is usually worth 10% more than the market value. Well, I, I'm guilty of that. I want 10% more for my house as well. So do I. Yeah. Yeah. But so then like, I'm trying no, to think normal, of, normal. The second thing that they always want every time is I'm going to go with – Is it? A, does it start with a C? No. It's not certainty? Whew. Well, I mean – they don't say that. They what do, do they want say? that. Do I mean, to me, they wanted want... they wanted to sell fast. Fast. fast, right? And the way that they say that is, is can you just bring me one buyer that's gonna buy it? Yeah, they don't that, want unqualified. Yeah, that was we were in a, we were in a listing. We were listing. We were in a listing appointment uh, two days ago, and the lady's like, "I don't want more traffic. I just want the one person that's gonna buy it." And I'm like. Of course you do. Okay, good. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So the way – all right. So – and the third thing they want because this is the solution. I, what you usually know, ask is, is make, it, make, make it easy. No, no, no. This is not the easy strategy. This is the point out is they want it either easier, they want more money or faster. That is the solution. I'm just saying that this is serving two of the three. Um, this strategy is – Fair enough. I um, – Because it's not easy. I sometimes am a seller. I host garage sales. <laughs> and I want the people that come to my garage sale to always buy something. Oh, yeah. Right? Like, I don't like the people that just walk through. I want, you kind like, of, like, get a disdain. Like, you're yeah, like, really? There's you, nothing there exactly. that is attractive to you? I start, like, that's 50 cents over there. Exactly. <laughs> like, I'll sell, you know what? Make me an offer. I'll sell it to you for a quarter. Like, right, make like, me an offer. But yeah, if it says like, $5, we're here to negotiate. And yeah. they don't think there's anywhere close to $5. They just keep walking. And I'm like, what did you stop for? 
Like your garage selling. What did you expect to find? You don't a want value. CDs? A value. Yeah. A value. Fair enough. Yeah, you were nothing of value. Yes. Okay. All right. I, your, I can just your, relate. What was your point? I can relate to people who are selling their houses because I you want the people that come to your house to be the ones that are gonna buy it. You don't want all the other, all the looky loos. Like I just want to deal with the people that are serious. I'm glad you can relate. And I'm just sharing with the people here in our audience that now I've been in over seventeen thousand houses and most sellers want the one things. person, the first person right. to buy the so house. So you and all of the yes. consumers I talk to agree. Okay, okay. good. All right. Yes. So now we're on the same page. Good. All right. Okay. So, <laughs> well, I mean, the thing is, is we're putting the consumer first, right? Like we appreciate yeah. your opinion, oh, Phil. Thank you. It's <clears> the <throat> consumer. Okay. So anyway, so in coming up with, because as I was going in, I, at this point, I like to tell a story. So can I go a story? Please. So it was 2012. And... It was in a community that I farmed and I sold regularly. And I, I that year, I, I had sold a bunch of houses. And I went over for the listing appointment. Oddly enough, I had just lost the one next door because the agent had used a strategy to list it above where the value was okay. to beat me because they told him it was worth more. Because I don't believe that that's a really good approach. Okay. I think that we're supposed to be honest with people where it is. Um, but anyway, I had lost the, the like two doors down. So I walk into this house and they wanted, cause that house was all pimped out. That house was, you know, this, it was a single woman that lived here and she just had great taste. What I call, I mean, to me, the listing sold because it was a 10. Yeah. Because special good, special good, like everywhere. Like she upgraded her kitchen and she had some, she had a wood accent and it was just not your run of the mill house in any way. But I went into this next house and they had bought the house in 1998. It was built. They were the original. They chose the lot like that, this person. And he had pulled out his, um, I want to say, and I don't know if this is right, 172, no, 118 is anything, $118,000 worth of upgrades that he put in his house. Okay. Now, mind you, this is 2012, the year that okay. I'm telling the story about, not 1998. He had put the upgrades in his house. In 1998. Oh, okay. So now, 14 years later, he's giving you the receipts. Yes. And he's giving you the cost that he paid for his house, plus yes. the receipts, and now here's the value. Right. Because he said those famous words, my house is really upgraded. Mm. And, you know, in <clears throat> 1998 standards, it was upgraded. Yeah. Gorgeous Corian countertops. Yes. Right? Beautiful. Um, White tile? Uh, actually, I. It was white tile. Yeah. yeah. Right. <laughs> right. And the living room was carpet with a huge pad underneath it, like five eight inch pad. The upgraded pad. Uh, the upgraded pad after he and his family lived on it with kids and pets for 14 years. You get the idea, right? Like if you've sold a few houses, I'm going to go with the word matted down, mm-hmm. right? But clean. Because she cleaned the house before it got there because it was a listing appointment and it was clean. And they said, look at how well this carpet has held up. And I was like, yes. I mean, for having – what's the train station in New York? Union 
Square? Union no. Station? No, no, it's Grand, Grand Central, Central Station, Station right? Nice. Right now, they didn't have that many people go through it, but it was clear that it had been used pretty regularly. Yeah. Um, okay, so in them, they had cultured marble. Was it, it still white or was it yellowing? Well, you know, it's 14 years later. It's never... It's, it's a little... Yeah, a little, it starts... A little more cultured. A little more, yeah. A little more, um, you know. And, um, you know, when you have cultured marble and you have a woman that curls her hair regularly, sometimes oh. you start to heat up the plastic. The burn, your burn marks. Just you a few, it. just a few. Right. I mean, yes. but it was clean and it was beautiful and it was, I mean, it was really still, I mean, in excellent shape for being 14 years old. And burn. Minus the few little, you know. Yeah. I think Good. she might have sometimes um, painted her the nails. Was the faucet drip? Marked on the inside. I think every faucet after 14 years drips, right? So they had these gorgeous white appliances. Yeah. Gorgeous. That. Top of the line. She, I mean, this house was, you know, in the 700 range. The way that you're describing this house, though, I can tell. I love how sarcastic you are. (laughs) All of our listeners have been there. You've been there, right? But one hundred and eighteen thousand dollars worth of upgrades. Yeah, though. Jeff, you're you're describing like we have those clients though. They say it differently. They don't bust out the one hundred eighteen thousand dollars of receipts. Sometimes they just say, "This was the model home." Oh, it was the model home. Yeah, <laughs> it right. was. It was the model home. Yeah, yeah. Like, they'll point out the um, sawed off bolt marks in the driveway yeah. where the fence used to be. Yeah, right. Like mm-hmm. this was it in nineteen. You know. 15 years ago. Well, because they had chosen a premium lot and there was no one behind except now they built um, – because when they built it, the next door neighbor community was not built and this was the best lot looking at the mountains. But then son of a bitch, they built two stories back there, right? Yes. So now we changed the things a little bit. Anyway, so the conversation went like this. So he said, you know, we'd like to get – he wanted – I think it was – 850. Okay. Mm-hmm. And based upon the upgrades, the house was worth about 750. Okay. Okay. So we had a little conversation and I was trying, I was at the time, there wasn't as much support. Raul says they always say they paid premium for the lot. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Always. Yeah. Yep. Right. Because they paid a lot. It's a house. It's expensive. I said, you know, you want 850. He's like, we're not selling unless we get 800. And I had been in this model, not his model, but it was a subdivision that I frequented very often. I had been in the floor plan. You knew there was no way. I I knew that there was no way. In the current condition. In the current condition that it was just because at the time I was primarily a buyer's agent. Okay. And I was helping web buyers move from out of town. They would come in, even local people. I'd meet them in open houses. I was being a buyer agent. And we would go in house after house. And the previous... I'm going to go with, I worked with about 20 buyers a year for about six, seven years. So about 140 buyers, right? Because what I would do is I would go out and look at anywhere between 30 and 50 houses for a buyer. And then I would show them anywhere between, because at that time they couldn't see the houses on the internet. They couldn't see the six pictures that were really small. So we had to go see every house. So they would, I mean, at the time I was showing people. Do you not have to go see every house now? Is that what you mean? Uh, the people don't want to go anymore. Okay. 
I still think we need to go because right. we need to be well, house we experts. But we're back on the – we're just trying to help house. this consumer out. But going in those houses that when I showed the houses – because I would take out the bad one. But sometimes I would show them – they would see a house and they wanted to see it or whatever. And I would show them the good, bad and the ugly. And the buyers would describe the house as, oh, no, we're going to have to get it. You're going to have to restate that. They would describe the house as what? The – like the, the did you say? Oh no, we're gonna have to gut it. Yes. All right. Yes. Was that ninety-eight? I'm sorry, ninety-five percent of the buyers said I wanted to gut it. The guy that was looking for the fixer-upper who wanted to offer two hundred thousand less than asking price for every house we saw, he thought that that was a perfect house, but he wanted to pay. Did you think he wanted to pay top dollar? Did you think he wanted to pay full price? Slightly off or get up and steal. Get up and steal. Right. He wanted to get up and steal yeah. because he was going to have to do all of the work. Wait a minute. I have an app here that has a button that I just saw. He wanted to get a steal. It's <laughs> <laughs> a lot of effort for that. Hey, hey, no, that was effort. good though. That was work. <laughs> he wanted to get a steal. <laughs> <laughs> Good deal. Way to go. Oh, yeah. Inge- uh, Top of the line. You see that? Ingenu- if anybody wants ingenu- to know what Ingenuity uh, the on is, the fly. Anyways, so back to the story. The hard part about this is that the owners want you to love their house. Yes. And they want you to agree with them. Oh, that's why I turned the volume on. Okay, yeah. So they, they want you to agree with them, and they – don't always love your advice. So that's why I think you need to work on this because you need to have a little experience because you need to be able to articulate this. So after you've been in, you worked with 140 buyers, you saw 50 houses At least, each. yeah. You're, you're yeah. now in all these different houses so that you yeah. can, you started to be able to identify the granular trends of certain houses and you started to be able to value the slight differences on certain houses and to see how far a house needed to be upgraded or not to whether or not the buyer came in to say this is a full gut job or not. Yeah. Well, I mean, I noticed that there were certain things is what we came up with this list called the functional obsolescence is that when it had certain items, now it was originally 57 items and now we've kind of rolled out to be like 74 items that if a house has it, the buyer actually wants to pay less for the house. Right, like a short backyard is one example. If like like it's a got short a, backyard. If it's got a backyard that's over on the side of the house rather than on the back of the house. Right, that's then, actually two short backyard and side backyard, but yes, you're yes. Like those are just both just functional obsolescence, right. right? Yes, and in this case, the functional obsolescence was um, home was original condition more than 10 years ago. Right. Right? Because the biggest thing that what people weren't realizing at the time is the trend changed. Course. In the dark, continues in the change. dark hours of 2008, Tuscan went. Do you have a flush the toilet? I, I turned my volume back off. Tuscan went down the drain. Tuscan went down the drain. Yeah. Okay. So, but the area that I was selling the houses in, Tuscan was the primary. Do you have toilet sounds? Uh, I love it. No, oh, okay. <laughs> certainly not. <laughs> Do you have toilet sounds? Yeah. Anyway, but it went down the drain. So what it means is that no longer was Tuscan the. You're ugly and your mom 
Okay, well, something like that. But that wasn't a touch. The either. trend had changed away from the Tuscan down the toilet. Tuscan went down the toilet. I knew you were resourceful. Okay, good. So Tuscan went down the toilet. So, but the tre- as the trend was starting to change, so I really wanted to sell his house because it was in my target neighborhood. And he said, if I don't get 800, and I was like, you know what? If we list it higher, it's not going to sell. It's going to sit in the market because his expectation, Phil, is how long did you think that he thought it was – how long the house should be on the market on before he sells it? Because remember, he has the model. He's got the best lot. Yeah, right? Two weeks. He was like, if you don't – I don't. So let's I, only to, wanna, I only want to sell it if you can sell it in less than 30 days. I'm going to push the fast forward button on you. Okay, Jeff? You always. <laughs> Let's get to the point where you say to the homeowner, we need to upgrade these things, and the homeowner says what to you? Get out. Right. No. I'm not upgrading Actually, actually he, told, he told the next I, – I, I, I said, you know – Our staff goes over there, and the staff says, as long as Jeff doesn't come back, we'll work with you. Yes. Yeah, he was so pissed off because I started to make recommendations like, you know, put granite in, like backsplash appliances. and then- So how do you overcome those objections when somebody says – because that's what I want to get to for our listeners oh. is we're here to talk about overcoming the objections that all sellers have when you say, okay, seller, we're going to get your number, but we need you to invest X amount of money into your house in order to get that. Yeah, so the way that um, – I mean – we had to build up to that because that's not easy. But the thing was is – Here's the deal. In our market, in our industry, we actually are given a little bit of uh, leniency on accuracy when it comes to how much you want to list the house for. True. But when it comes to upgrading houses, you need to be right. You got to have accuracy. Yeah. So the system is designed to work with this inaccurate numbers. Like, yeah. let's go with whatever. Like you, well, I mean, here's how it worked out is that I was a buyer's agent and I started um, my – during the downturn, my clients started to – they were buying – did the beep again? No. In steals. Um, but they were all torn up because they were – short sales and foreclosures. So as a core buyer strategy, I started to recruit workmen. Okay. So that, and I would help them when they went back home to California or they went back home to Chicago, that I would help them make updates to their houses. So having watched that experience and then I would document how much things cost. Yeah. I would upgrade. Right. I would document, I would see they put it in or whatever. So then when I saw granite being installed or I saw stainless steel appliances or whatever it was, then I used those, that experience in going through those processes. I was like, you know, and because what I started to realize is that people gave prices to different items in the house. And that what it was is that when I saw, when I started representing more sellers, when they would do it themselves, they would put like fifty thousand dollars into a master bath because the, the the owner would always put in all these custom touches well the owner when even when they're selling the house the owner wants to make it their like own something they their would, own they would live in in case mm. it doesn't sell mm. and something that they would live in always costs twice as much 
as something that will sell. Oh, yeah. No, no, no. When we upgraded my house, we overspent what I thought was needed by a lot. That's just what happens in the reality of when you do it for yourself. But when you're selling the house, you're trying to get it to that – because the thing is is – most people always like they think gut and they always make the same recommendations, but and they overestimate. When you think gut, you're gonna put six figures on that number instead of what you could do for. Well, I mean, 40. the way that I realize is is that when the people would come from Chicago and they're like, "I gotta gut this bathroom," they said, "You know, Jeff, that's gonna take sixty thousand. I'm like, I can get it done for you for like eighteen, and they'd be like, "Okay, then we'll buy the house." And I'm like, "Well, that worked, right? Do it again." Right. So what I realized is this was one of the tools I put in my tool belt in going out is that, you know, um, helping people with because because what happens is they could always get it. They usually could get a deal on the house that wasn't finished and vice versa. Like it's just understanding this dynamic is a very, very valuable thing. Good. So what is the objections is the objections are they no, hate the it. idea. I want to hire the agent that's going to sell it for 850. I'm sorry. I want to hire the agent that's going to tell me. They're gonna sell it for eight fifty as is because that's what what's the button mm. the easy button the easy button oh and, I got that in my car and you're promoting you've got to spend X amount of money out of yeah. your pocket I mean, and it, live through this does anybody love remodeling their house is that something that's no. easy to live through no no they hate it every single time mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. so you're not they the, bitch a lot so you're not promoting the easy button oh, but you guys are talking about the same numbers uh-uh. so what is it like. I know that we're doing the pimp my listing class in San Diego in January. Yeah. Like, is that what it where you go through the how you set them up? Because it's not a script. It's not like you could give me three lines that are gonna no. work every time. No, no, no. It's it, a process. Yeah, it's 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 the beginning of learning the idea of uh, I have to me it's learning to put the consumer first. Agreed. So but, it's giving them the option. Yeah, but but then it's like dude, go- that's fluff. I want to get specific. You are an educational salesperson. Yeah, you no, know, I just down- well what it is is no, I'm honest with the people. I know, but you educate them through – your process is a process of education. Yeah, but that's what the class is about. I get the it. process of the education. I mean about. today we're just, just talking it, about not, the idea of the idea of upgrading houses. That what was, I thought you were totally going to talk about the handling the objections. I don't, what are you, I'm all confused. <laughs> Throwing them off, trying to bring value to the <laughs> podcast. What I'm trying to get to, Seabach, is just – the reality of now you're in front of somebody that doesn't want to upgrade a house. Right? Every day. I'm, I'm all very, day. I'm very yes. linear. Yes. I don't know if our audience – does our audience know that we kind of are um, a yin and a yang? Mm. Right? I'm more a of a – photo li- would be good. I'm more of a linear guy. <laughs> oh, right. right. I like oh. to follow a path. I like to display mm. a path and help people understand how we get from point well, A to point B. Can't you see all the steps on our, on our pre-sheet? Yeah. Right. <laughs> oh, well. That's, 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 our, that's our list for today, how we're going to go through class today. <laughs> no, but it has a title. It says Handling Objections for Upgrading Houses. Perfect. But that's what, okay. I, what, I, what I want to get to is oh. give, us a, give us a hint. Give us a clue. Give us a where do you start because – I asked the client. I know that there's an hour-long okay. class okay. that talks All about right. the strategy okay. of this. But right. I just want to have a little bit more from you than just stories. OK. So what it is is first I asked them. I said – you know, the um, I, I asked him up front, if there was something that you could do to improve the look of your house, what I, I say it's like online dating, right? Like so, but reality is sometimes your teeth are, you know, a little screwed up. And if you, um, 
Our our screen froze. Okay, I good. If we're still on. Yeah. Let me go look. But anyway, like so um, what was the question? You asked? Yeah. So you ask them. You start by. I start with. Set are you interested beginning. at all in? If I recommend it, you'll get two to one return minimum, up to seven to one return on the things that I recommend in helping you get top dollar. But it may cost you a little time, money, and energy. But it's going to sell the house faster and for more money. Are you interested? Yeah. I asked them because awesome. that's what communicating with the consumer does. Yes. Right. And, it. It, and they, they say, well, maybe. No, I'm not interested. I want to sell it as is. But I'm just introducing the idea of if you sell the house, because I always tell them if we sell it in current condition, whether me or anyone else, it's going to be down here, even though the other agents say that they're going to sell it up here. It's right. Yeah. No, that I think so. That's, that's it. Just good. it just right. So what it is is I'm gonna at the end I'm gonna show you comps. I walk them through the comps and I have I you know show them pictures yes. of the houses and I say that one that looked like this. Does yours look like this one? We get this number. If it looks like this one, we get this number. Well, this is I know that we're being that that we don't want to give it all away on this podcast and that's why we're doing classes that are outside of our marketplace. All right. Right. Because we um, don't want to just educate all of our competitors on how to do this. So we've got, it's in San Diego on January 18th, right? Pimp my listings. And it, oh, you put a link in the comments. Awesome. Okay. And so that's where you're actually going to walk them through how you talk about those comments. Yes. Awesome. Yes. Because that is ultimately your start to finish listing appointments is the educational process to get them to understand the importance and believe you so that it's not just a yeah, I mean, fluff, non, so yeah. you bring certainty. Right. I mean, here's the thing is, is <clears throat> the more houses you look at, the more, I mean, it's the accuracy. What we're looking for right. is, is that most people use price per square foot. And unfortunately that's not an accurate statement. So if you're out there using price per square foot and listing appointments, shame on you. Uh, Josh Altman, great guy, well, great for TV, but unfortunately not in real life does it work, right? Like that's a bunch of fluff, right? Like the thing is, is neighborhoods aren't priced that way. It doesn't work that way. It's wrong. Well, let me say it this way. It's wrong 30% of the time. Actually, I said to a homeowner this weekend, I went there, would you measure your tool with something that was wrong by 30%? He said, depends on which way it was wrong. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. But that's valid. Yeah, he said I have an eight inch wrench. (laughs) (laughs) After the 30%. After the 30%. Yeah, I know. Uh Is this the one that told you the joke about the neighbors? No, that was a different guy. Lots of listening points. But this is, it comes from experience, right? Like, this is, is, I'm still out there working every single day. Yes. Working for a living. I like that uh, you posted the story onto your Instagram story, the joke that the last homeowner told. If you haven't, if you guys don't follow us on Instagram, we've started to use stories a little bit more. Yeah. Jeff shared the joke that that the homeowner told him about the neighbors, which, if you haven't seen it, what's your Instagram handle? Jeff Seabach? At Jeff Seabach. Yeah. Check it out there. If you're talking to Siri, it's Jeff Sibach. Sibach. Right, then she'll yeah. understand. Then she'll understand. Cool. All right. Well, I, I'm excited because... Okay, but all right, let me tell... I want to tell the agent why. Oh, I'm good with it. Okay, can we tell them why? Because first there was... This is this is why we came up with the idea, but to me, why would... Because most agents are like, I... It seems a lot... A, like a lot of work. Jeff, most agents are like, if it's on MLS... 
priced at what it's priced at, then obviously every agent couldn't sell it. Just lower the price and it'll sell. You yeah, know, this is a, and you're this, different. this well, this is just trying to, but it's trying to change the industry that we. Sh I mean, to me, bringing value. We're, se we're selling houses for a living. Right, so if we're selling something, wouldn't we want to sell it for the most amount of money, or at least give them the option of it? I mean, yes. to me, this is just you becoming a good agent in 2019. This is like I don't see how everybody's not already, you know. W instead, they're working on how I get more listings, and the reality is, is if you do this, you're going to get more listings. Agreed. I mean, we listed 122 houses this year for about 68 million. I mean, it was it it. Uh, it was up a little bit more than last year, yeah. right? But uh, we're looking to get yeah, up. Yeah, but what you got to remember is that I wasn't going on all the listing appointments anymore. So we still won when I wasn't going that we had agents. I mean, we had an agent that never sold a house that listed a house using this strategy this year. Right. Right? So um, obviously I had to come out and come in. He, we, you know, I, you know, we didn't let him pitch it alone because new agents shouldn't be pitching this strategy. But what happens is, is when you – are truly putting the interest of the of the client first, you get more referrals. You get a lot more business, a lot more business. You get a lot of listings, right? Because this is a listing strategy because then you become the known as the guy with all the pretty houses. Which is which now the yeah, which is that not, we got. Yeah, now exactly. the brand that we have, which is actually something that we're excited to continue to maintain, mm -hmm. right? Because now we're there. Yeah. I like it. Yeah. I think that um, before afters. I yeah. think that some of the some of the tips and tricks of why the strategy works. I mean, obviously we're going to share it in the class, but one of them is that when you when you help a homeowner prepare a house and it sells first weekend, they no longer think that it was the market. Oh shh, just kidding. Okay, <laughs> I don't know what to do. <laughs> okay, I won't talk. Oh yeah, no. Well, this is uh, the whole idea of it's funny because Brian Copeland, I think, is his name. Okay. What did he say? He said that, that that we're dumb for not dumb. He would never say we're dumb. That's something I, no, would, he I would. say. No, he would. He's a funny we're, guy. We're, we're not smart to um, list houses that sell right away. But I mean, I think that what agents do is they price it higher to not sell it right away. Meaning instead of come up, because to me, agents list houses too quickly. In general, in totally general, agree. right, and actually, consume because consumers want them to. I, oh no! I, here's the thing: right is, is wrong. we just took over a new home community, and the seller was pissed off at us, yelling at us this morning because we didn't list it fast enough because that's what he was used to. Right. He's like, "Can't you just stick it on MLS?" And I go, "No, that's what my competition does because they're." I mean, the thing is, the process of preparing. A house and preparing the marketing takes real time. And when you're actually doing things, it takes time. And I'm like, if you want to receive the benefits of our award-winning process, right? Inman awarded us finalists, finalists most innovative, most yes. innovative three, three years, in, years a in a row for this process. Like I said, if you want the award-winning process, we're going to keep going. But, you know, if you want us to just rush it out and get bad results, we'll do what the other realtor did. They didn't sell the houses. That's overcoming objections. Right. Boom. Yeah, baby. Oh. oh. Mauricio. What Hashtag kill it, baby. Cha-ching. Yeah. Cha-ching. Right? Nice but here's what it is. is we're at, this takes time. This takes sweat, tears, energy, Blood. resources. Right? Like this is no simple. This is no simple thing. 
But your house is, you have to recommend the right things for it to work well. And that's the hard part. The, the flip is easy, right? Like last year we did one up north for the guy that uh, made the guns, uh -huh. Mr. Colt. And, you know, he doubled his money in nine weeks using the complete flip. And I think most agents could get the complete flip, right? We've all been to flipped houses, like knowing what it is. But the thing is, the is partials. budget and time, but the the partials are the, the hard partials ones. are the hard ones. So when you look at a house, like what do what works and what doesn't work is the hard one. And flat out experiences and going out to see houses live and in person and knowing about the quality of craftsmanship and knowing these things only gets you to deliver things for two to one return or three to one return and to know that. Um, and when you do, bang! Sound effects not needed. Bang. Yeah. I'm excited. They believe I'm you when they put it into a linear class. Yeah, it's so that people awesome. can repeat it. They can you so that we're gonna give them a plan of action so that they can do it Ooh. as well. Yeah. Alright. Um, it's finals week. I'm anxious to see what my son did on his, his test today. I've been jumping in cold water every morning. I'm yeah. on day twenty one. I'm ready to in conclusion. not do that. <laughs> In conclusion, in conclusion, um, expect homeowners to push back. Yes, they when are going to presenting what uh, is best for them. All right. So in there's doctor when you go to a doctor and they tell you to exercise and eat healthier, you push back as well. No, no, no. It's got to be something easier than that. Yeah. But in this wonderful world of real estate that we live in in 2019, I start small is my suggestion, right? So I'll give you an idea. Meaning the first one I did was not the story that I told. The first one I started was with some someone that I knew. Yeah. Good old Andy. Right. Right? So I had known Andy. I'd worked with him for four years. I went out. And, and you I, started small. And I, yeah, and it was. it was a smaller project. Right. It was like maybe six or seven grand. Yep. I knew the guy very well. And it was and it clear worked. functional obsolescence. What is clear functional obsolescence? Well, in this market, it was around 300000 and he had linoleum in his kitchen, not tile. That's a no-no. Right. And he had lots of brass and uh, house painting was really worn. So there was a lot of low-hanging fruit. And I said, you know, if we put in stainless steel appliances and we and we take care of this other stuff, because it's not, I mean, but the thing is, is because it's not just one thing. It, there's a point in which it gets to, I mean, really it's knowing what is a 10 in this what is a nine in a of a house? Meaning that when you go out and look at lots of houses, like if you've been in fifty houses priced between two seventy five and two eighty over the last year and a half, you know which one was the best one and what it had for that price range for that neighborhood inside a block, a one mile block. You might not have been in it because it sold right away. Right, but you can look at. I mean, the thing is, is after you win houses a lot and you see the pictures, that like yes. you can get an idea. Um, and then you can make the thing recommendations of going okay. And fortunately, he put in seven thousand. He made twenty two more, and that was the birth of this whole idea. Because I was like, if I can do it once, I can do it again. Right. The difference was knowing different price ranges in different areas. And in conclusion, um, it's a kick ass thing to do if you can. You know, we'll, we'll teach you. Just uh, you know. Join us in San Diego. Join us in San Diego. January 18th. we got a yeah. link in the comments. Cool. Thank you guys for listening. Happy Wednesday. Adios. Thank you for listening. 
now more than ever, it is important to put the consumer first. Check us out on all major streaming platforms like SoundCloud, iTunes, Player FM, Google Play, and Stitcher. Information about one-on-one -on -one coaching or solution events, text 480-530-7972.